It's your girl father long legs. You know me, Daddy T. Oh my goodness, it is the last season. Last season? No, it's the last episode. You know, I'm not going to redo that because would you believe it? This was not the first take. It is the last episode of this season, the season finale of season four. And boy, it has been a wild ride. Um, I mean, honestly, this last year has not just been weird um, because I know we all felt it, but like I... It's taken big places, dimensions, you know what I mean? In a way where I hope that we, <laughs> as long as there are other people still here with me, I will not question it. Um, but wow, I'm so grateful for all you confidants who've been with me through this journey. I will be back with another season in the fall. Um, look out for more official announcements. But right now, this last episode um, is going to kick off the start of a mini capsule show called Congratulations. Um, I'm sure some of you already heard about it because I've been talking about it. I've been recording them live on Clubhouse, but they are being edited into capsule episode. That's me. That means short ones, you know, because it's summer and you know, it's hot. So when things are hot, you don't want to listen to two hour podcast. Maybe you do. Then just listen to one of these six times. The episodes are about 15 to 20 minutes, maybe 30, you know, they're short. Um, and Every month I pick a guest and I check in with them once a week and we hype each other up and share good news. And in between, I will also share some of my updates along with congratulating you, confidant. So feel free to send me any good news you have. Tell me anything pod at gmail.com or DM me at tell me anything pod or at Teresa Liba on Instagram. You know how to find me. And if you haven't done so yet, wow, what a great season finale gift. Please go rate this podcast. I know there are more than a hundred of you who've listened to this podcast because every once in a while the network does let me know how many people listen, even though it's for my own anxiety. I don't, I'm not allowed to know every month anymore, but I definitely know it's a lot more than a hundred and that's mostly the number of reviews. So if you um, have a moment and you want to, you know, give me a five-star review and write out something nice, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. It would just make my day. Okay. Um, and that's the begging part of this intro. Um, here come the announcements. This was a fun one. This is a fun one for everyone, including myself. I have been talking to OnlyFans. Yep, the OnlyFans that recruited me to come on their platform and then abandoned me uh, in the blue. But fear not, because I have been reconnected to OnlyFans. And um, so I'm making some changes to the account uh, based on their suggestions. And, you know, I listen to marketing people which I think everyone will like because the announcement is it's going to be free, okay? My account will be free and instead of charging a monthly uh, subscription fee, I will be posting premium uh, featured content a la carte, which you can pay for if you choose. And that way, I think it alleviates the pressure from people, but also from myself because I have noticed that people who follow my OnlyFans are all wonderful, but have a variety of tastes. And in order to cater to everyone, I don't want to feel like just because a small group of people enjoy one type of video more than another that I need to focus on them. So this way, if you um, enjoy the poems, you know, you can just get those. Or if you like the singularity chats, you can just get those. In addition to the paid premium content, which again, I'm going to keep in the same range. So I'm not like upping the cost. Hopefully it'll still come out to five to 10 bucks a month if you want the same amount of content. Um, but I'll also be including free content uh, from across all my platforms. So it's sort of like a one-stop shop. Uh, I might be posting things for the pod, whatever. But um, it's basically going to be a way for me to uh, connect more directly 
to confidants and fans outside of the podcast in a way that um, I can just kind of put everything together. And then on top of that, I'll have exclusive premium content that is only on OnlyFans that will be behind paywalls. So let's see how that goes. Um, If you're listening to this the day it comes out, it's already free. So if you're not already a member, go to OnlyFans.com slash Teresa Lee, subscribe for free. Um, and yeah, that's it. So easy. Uh, if you were already a member and you were a paid member, thank you so much. You already know this because I've already DM'd all of you to let you know about this change um, a couple weeks ago because I want to keep the members informed. Um, so hopefully you got your fill of all the all the content that was that you paid for. Um, but a lot of the past videos that were premium will now be behind paywalls starting June 1st, which is which was yesterday. So that's the big announcements. Um, and then starting next week, congratulations. Every week, that's going to be on this same feed, so you don't have to do anything. You could keep subscribing. You can go to the Who Ha Ha podcast app. You can even search. You can tell me anything on all your podcast platforms, and you'll find congratulations. That's it. All right. I hope you guys hack us, have a kick-ass summer. Okay, that's what we used to say back in the 90s. Uh, I am an old person. You know how I know I'm old? Because I'm watching The Circle on Netflix and people don't know who Lance Bass or NSYNC is. And that is bonkers. Bananas. Enjoy this episode with Francesca Fiorentini. I had so much fun talking to her. She is so, so smart and just all around a nice person. Goodbye. You can tell her. You can tell her. girl father long legs you know me daddy t this is you can tell me anything the podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest i'm so excited for my guest today oh my god she is just newly engaged and she's uh, been on msnbc <laughs> i don't know why i started with that because i think that's like a huge credit but she also has a <laughs> ton of comedy credits uh very very funny as so smart she ha- has been on msnbc has a show called red white and who and a podcast called the vituation pod where they talk politics and news in a very funny way it's francesca fioratini what's up hey Teresa, how are you <laughs> Thanks congratulations for me. by the way um i saw on instagram and so this is the first time we're talking since the engagement yeah it's uh it's exciting i'm super excited i'm allowing myself to get excited it is not my first marriage so i didn't know that did i this is like i feel like did i have you talked about it on (laughs) i don't think so i don't think so no this is not my first marriage the second time around but you know he's never been married so you know it's like you gotta let him you know get his yayas out and like uh you know he's still excited about it no i'm i'm super excited about it too it's very cute but it is you definitely feel like when it's the second time around, you're like, will my friends even want to celebrate it with oh, me? No, you know, it'll There's be more. The... It's almost like second time. I mean, I don't know because I have yet to be proposed to. But I um, uh, I imagine the second time is more about the actual marriage and the wedding, which I think is a good thing, you know, because the first time you're probably like ha- wanting to have the perfect wedding in the sense of like the event of it. And now it's like you want to have be with this person, which I think is better. Oh, yeah. I mean, not saying that it's not good. Oh, no, that's but... like for sure my first marriage. Look, we were together for nine years. I consider that a successful relationship. It was only a three-year three, mm. three year marriage. But for sure we had been to so many weddings and we were like, 
I just want to have a party. <laughs> yeah. And you have to really separate in your mind when you're with somebody. Do you really want to have a party or do you think this is like a very long term, <laughs> i.e., rest of your do life you want situation? A life together or do you just want or a, do you fun want a open life? bar party? Exactly. And I feel like those things, those wires got crossed in our wow. brains, but it was a very fun party. Um, sometimes I call it a one of the most fun breakup parties I've ever had. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> like it was that... like celebrating your breakup. And I know that sounds morbid and sad. It actually wasn't. It was really fun. Like you felt if like we... it was already doomed by then. Not doomed, but like you were like, we're at that. We're playing this out already by then. I didn't feel like it was necessarily doomed, but I definitely felt like in a loving way, mm. we may not be together forever, gotcha. you know? Wow. Um, but we, you know, like, I remember the next morning. This is this is already launching into some good juicy. No, this good, is good. and stuff. also I feel like the. I mean, unless you had another good confession in mind, like getting engaged, I feel like totally because I for the listeners. Does it count? They, okay, they good because I don't have. No, I mean I shouldn't have even just I should have let you say it, but I wanted to congratulate you. But um, you know this, <laughs> no, listeners know I start with a good confession as a way to get to know you, and we're getting to know each other. I mean, and here they're we getting go. to know you. I know you, but I think that's a great good confession. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a, yeah, getting getting engaged and then the the first marriage and all of that. But yeah, I think it's like I remember the day after my first wedding, first marriage, that yeah, after the wedding in the morning, mm -hmm. his his parents were just they were they're divorced. My parents are divorced, very much lots of divorce in my family and uh proud of it. Um <laughs> and joining a rich legacy. But he his parents fought at our wedding and I was like, oh, wow. Ugh, it was so gross. And so like the next morning we were just like, look, if this doesn't work out between us, let's not be shitty. And it was like this like Aww. hilarious agreement that also was a little bit telling, but it was very much like, like you both had that thought, but also respected each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't ever want to be that resentful. I think in our relationship ever, that's really, I think that's a good goal in life. Just never being resentful yeah. either of, career stuff or in relationships whenever you feel resent crouching in that's mm. when you know I think that's bad. a great yeah that's a great outlook because I think really holding any sort of negative feelings and not in a way where it's like fleeting ones are okay like processing and or I don't I'm not on the opposite end of like positivity to the point of like oh my gosh she's gonna explode but like holding on to resentment and like jealousy and things like that that's really like you're the one holding that negative feeling so in some way it's like it always comes back to on some level resenting like your own choices or you know it's a reminder of why you feel not enough which can be yeah. worked through and is I don't mean that in a bad way because I've felt that before but I've like worked through forgiving people in a w way where I on one end was like I'll never forgive this person but let me feel better and then later been like I actually want them to be well and yeah and neutral totally and no longer hold anything about them in my thought head, not in a passive aggressive way. Yeah, this way, is taking but... up too much space. Well, I mean, I think, yeah, exactly. You, it takes up too much space, so much energy to be hateful and yeah. res resentful has another connotation of being like feeling stuck and yeah. you're just like, ugh, like They're like that the wall, but then really there's a way around it that has nothing to do with them. Yeah, but it was, look, it was great. It was a fun wedding. It was good. It was a good marriage, except it wasn't a good marriage, but it was... It wasn't a good partnership, which is the mm. foundation of any good marriage, I think. Um, and yeah, so uh, super excited about round two. 
and uh, number two for me. And sounds like you're a news anchor. Well, only because you're holding the microphone and like saying a quote, like a soundbite almost. Like anyway, I'm like interviewing myself. Like Like, anyway, I'm excited for round two. You know. so, um, yeah, yes. it definitely does sound like I'm like, you know, I'm ready to go back in, coach. Yeah. Like, I'm, first <laughs> You're like, I'm doing a press release, um, press junket <clears throat> for your engagement. No, I love that. That's a really great, um, like, mentality because I think I've been watching The Wedding Coach because Jamie Lee's a stand up post it on Netflix, and I was just curious. I don't, like, spend a lot of time thinking about weddings or marriage, um, but lately, I think because it's like, I'm in the demographic that it'll be marketed to. Like, it's been in my face. And also, I want to support my friends. So then when I was like, oh, Jamie Lee has this show, I'll watch it. And I feel like the approach of like, instead of thinking of it as like, that's the finish line, which is the old school way of thinking it, it's thinking like, this is just a new beginning where every day you'll still be you with someone else and you'll have to grow. So it's like, people forget that once you're married, it's not like, that's it. It's like, this is the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I also think that that's a different, it, it, it's, um, there's a, there's a weird fantasy that we have about one another when we're in a relationship where we think once we get married, once we move across country, once we do this thing, once we get a house, once we get an apartment, once we get a dog, once we have a baby, there's a little bit of a future tripping of like the problems we have now or the ways that you sort of irk me or the ways that like you don't support me all those things are going to be solved because it's all external like the externals once the external stuff gets fixed we're going to be good and and i and i think that happens a lot it happens subconsciously i think that's what in in my relationship i was very much like i was we were living abroad and i was living in argentina for many years and i was like look as soon as we get to the united states like you know your art career is going to take off he was like a visual artist and it's like oh no 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 he is not good at selling him his his art himself he's not good at putting himself out there like he's not gonna be a different person because he's in a different context and so i think it's interesting that you're saying like it is the beginning not a finish line um maybe marriage to me has never been all that important i think it's more just a commitment to one another so i don't um again i don't like you don't change it should be a signifier of where you already are not like we're gonna now go there and then totally it, and then and the heteronormativity yeah. bullshit and the whole like yeah. you know rigmarole and all this which is so funny because man i was so resistant to like i was like i don't want bridesmaids and like <laughs> and so i suffered because you know what bridesmaids do they help they help bride. <laughs> like they help that's what they do it's yeah. not about matching dresses it's about literally just getting help so you don't get dr- too drunk at your own wedding like i did and oh and or like have someone to get ready with you can have your girlfriends around you know to get ready with you know and i was like oh my god what the fuck i'm an idiot <laughs> so there's a few things i would do over again all to say i think second time around will be more fun um but yeah it's a uh, it's lots of good lessons um from <laughs> i feel seasoned i feel like a, a solid seasoned human you know that's good after, i mean I, I feel that way with like um like fuckboy relationships because when i was younger i had a lot of those and and i say fuckboy in a non-gendered way like it applies to mm-hmm. all but like um i feel like having really like run a lot of them to the end like you know where you're like to the credits and then the after credit scene where it's like it was over and then i went <laughs> stayed and watched to see if there was any more i like There's know like, how they all go yeah, watch the blooper. 
it's pretty much all bloopers. Uh, None of them really (laughs) succeeded. But then now I feel like I'm in a relationship now and it's healthy and it's, but it's so different from anything before, but it's a different feeling where you're like, I know, like having done this, what it is now. And it's a different, it's just being sure. And it's a different thing, which I think is really important because then, yeah, that new feeling is actually like a really good feeling. It's like, oh, it's not, you know, this, this new comfort, this feeling like supported. I like that feeling. That doesn't mean, you know, you have to run, leave that feeling, you know, because it might be different than what you're used to. It's actually good. Um, yeah. Like, what's it like to not have to every day wake up and be like, how can I feel good enough for this person? Yeah, exactly. Which is honestly like, I don't want to blame all the people I've been with because I've also felt that way about myself. Like I've looked in the mirror and like on some subconscious level, like I'm, I wasn't aware enough to voice it, but it was like, I don't feel good enough for myself. And that was where that was being driven. Like I need a partner. I need this. I need validation. And now I feel like having worked on myself, it becomes easier to just be with someone because I can be with myself. For sure. Mm. So deep, so real. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's actually a good transition into I, I like to quickly touch on um, because this podcast I started when I, I started going to therapy so late in life because I, I wasn't my family wasn't like really aware of it. And once I did and that with comedy made me realize like, oh, it's so nice to be able to just like talk and kind of parse things out uh big or small it doesn't have to be serious but yeah. i really enjoyed just being able to like have a confidant so i like to ask my guests like do you have a confidant what's your like sort of ritual um you know when you need to like get advice or like how do you or do you go to therapy or like what's your um kind of routine oh i take it right to twitter um <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> let's see do These i have a con- great so i mean that's like a that's oh a, god no two, i'm two birds and what's the what's the what's the saying two birds in the hand no nope. one I stone feeding two birds with one <laughs> grain of rice i don't know well, do they explode if they my, eat rice i forget my about english that as a second language comes out when yeah. i have to use idioms yeah no oh god the, the, our, the idioms are so silly around the world i love i would just love to translate idioms into english and just use weird ones um from other we should just idiom swap globally uh <laughs> And see if it all makes sense. Let's see. Uh, I I do have like, because there's shit that you feel like is petty. And you're like, who am I going to tr- entrust with petty stuff? I think that's oh, yeah. the hardest. I think big stuff, you can, you know, have a moment and talk to like either your partner or like a, a, a girlfriend. But, but the right girlfriend. It can't just be, for me, anybody. Um, I don't go to therapy now. But man, has it helped in my past. I've It very much has been influential and instrumental in my life but um but then you're like like is my ass getting too big like you have like a moment where you're like should i like is everyone you know you want to like ask a stupid question and then i then you have a certain set of friends who you know can engage you on petty but yeah i I love that well you're a virgo right did i remember a virgo yeah okay that's i'm a virgo moon and it's like that side i feel like i i I don't like to gossip for the sake of hurting people, but sometimes like you want people who see you and know where it's coming from. It's not gossip. It's like, I'm mad at this because they actually messed up and it's not cool. And you want a friend who knows that you're not talking, you know what I mean? Like you're not talking shit. You're just like, I need a vent. And yeah, there's a very specific moment of. (laughs) Totally. I think the more the, it's almost like I would trust strangers with deeper feelings Uh than I would trust close friends you know then i would trust them with petty stuff i trust mm, close friends with yeah. the petty stuff because i know they know that's not like my heart and my reality you know yeah. i don't want to like talk to a stranger about like so you know 
our jeans, oh, I mean, or like, my jeans aren't fitting. Any, I don't know, whatever, because I'm like obsessed with the fact that I've gained weight in quarantine. <laughs> like, but like, I wouldn't talk to a random person about that because I don't want them to think I'm shallow. Um, well, you almost get, it's like you the routine of getting it out to your friends because you don't want to um, present that way. And, and right. in, in a way that's like you're accepting exactly who you are. You're not hiding it. Because totally. everyone has insecurities. So sometimes totally. I don't know if it's healthier or less healthy, but uh yeah. Um so yeah, like a couple a handful of friends. I'm definitely again with the Virgo stuff. I'm Virgo Moon, I'm Virgo everything. I'm Virgo. Oh wow, really? Okay. Ra- That's why I'm... you're so organized and successful. <laughs> I'm a Virgo oh. fan. I, I feel like <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I, that's the, my most misunderstood placement is my Virgo moon. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm mean? a Scorpio sun and people, like, have their thoughts about Scorpios in a way that's either, like, they hate or love. But at least that's, like, okay, Scorpios are intense. And then with Virgos, it's always, like, I feel, like, misunderstood because, you know, it can be very, like, everything needs to be exactly the way it is. But not because of uh, control. More because, like, you know, you did the research and you know what works. Sure. And you put oh, the time yeah, in, so why not? The... <laughs> I mean, when we're perfect, how can we expect others <laughs> to do the job we know will be done perfectly? And it's very difficult, you know, objectively perfect. No, yeah, it, it's a it's a hard sign to be in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, but but I but it, it, exactly that it takes me a long time to warm up to people and to invite them into a, a close friendship circle. So one or two girlfriends that I've had and known since college and then another one since first grade that's pretty much it those are my confidants that's great i mean that's all you need well let's take a quick break when we get back we will get your confession when we're back (laughs) fran franny francesca (laughs) i I said fran and i've never called you fran i think because your um your handle is written on here but uh speaking speaking of like close confidants fran is like one of those earned like in my in my world you earn the right mm. to call me fran after like three decades because then i'm like fine you can shorten it but fran is just such an ugly name i'm like oh god franny (laughs) francesca cheska anything but fran i like fran but i feel like because i saw your handle but also well did your parents call you franny growing up or was that more like no it was Francesca, Francesca. weirdly, Francesca. or like you, you know, <laughs> you there, child, small thing, small, small Girl one with, with bangs. I used to yeah. love, I wanted a nickname so bad, and then um, I feel like now I'm settled by, settled with going by Teresa, but people call me T sometimes, but I, I'm opposite where people, <laughs> I like what people, because I've never been a pet name person, but I love it. I've like tried to call my boyfriend baby and we both don't do that. And it's weird, but I'm like, I want this. And then we both will do it in a way where it's like almost comical. So, but I feel like <laughs> calling someone by their real name, like full name is more intimate, but I don't know. That's just because mm. I don't use pet names. Like most people use nicknames. And then when I'm like, I'm going to be serious, here's your full name. I have, I have, like, I feel like in both relationships, my last two, the one I'm in, the last one, my last marriage was, there's a lot of, su- a sweet nickname that you say in a mean way. What is that? Like, why, why does that always happen? So my ex would call me, like, beautiful, but, but in Spanish, which is like, linda, uh-huh. but he'd be sort of mad. So it'd be like, linda, <sighs> like, hi, linda, like, so it would be like, mad, mad sweet nickname. And then uh-huh. with, with Matt, my current boyfriend fiance he does like sweetie he does <laughs> oh sweetie sweetie <laughs> he'll be like 
sweetie, like you can't just like leave that. Put a little sugar on the salt, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so funny when like a nickname turns against you, and like a, or a pet name oh, turns. No. You're like, why are you using this only in a context where you're mad at me? Um, or you're Dang, telling me I not never to like. About it that way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess I can't Look complain out. then for not being called baby. Um, no, I'm still <laughs> exactly. going to gonna happen one day. Oh, baby. Oh, <laughs> baby. Babe. See, that would be okay. Like, if someone was like, babe, I wouldn't mind that. I, I we No, got... but hear that tone, Teresa, that babe. 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 You don't want you won't want that. It doesn't about, fit me, about... and that's why I, I don't even take myself seriously when I do it. But I, sometimes I'll, like, be like, hey, baby, what do you want? And I'm like, okay, no. Like, oh. <laughs> But I want, like, I want to be a baby girl. Okay, anyways. This is... No, I think I think it could stick. Um, um, well, speaking of uh, uh, this transition that is, doesn't exist, <laughs> <laughs> not being able to do things well, um, <laughs> no. Francesca, is there anything you'd like to tell me? Yes, this is the, this is the conceit of the podcast, and I've been thinking uh-huh. about it a lot. I've already shared a lot with you, but okay, um, Here's here's what I have to say. I one time, and this doesn't sound that crazy if you're living in Los Angeles, but uh, I got Botox off of Groupon. Oh, like okay, I like that. It's like a lot to unpack there because it's like like in LA, it's like yeah, nothing wrong. Like a lot of people go to Bo- uh, Botox. Also, a lot of people use Groupon, but like most people don't go to Groupon for Botox. I think maybe I'm. <laughs> well, I'm here were, to tell were you, you that you should and then, you shouldn't oh, were you do looking that. for just random deals? Or were you like, great deal, I can't pass up? I was looking for neither. I was the... <laughs> okay. It found you. I was the... It, yes, I was the victim of uh, peer pressure. Okay. A uh, good friend of mine was, was like, who's also does like, who is a, you know, works in news and hosting. And she was like, you know, they're like, you know, we got to do Botox now because like, our foreheads move too much essentially and like people can tell when I'm mad and uh that's bad no and so she was like she was basically like you'd it was kind of like a a blood pact but but with Botox it was like a Botox it was like you do it if I'll do it if you do it let's buy this thing Mm. on Groupon almost as if to like blunt the intensity of and look there's nothing wrong with Botox. However, I will say that you are injecting straight poison into your face. And for fucking what? Like, what? Why? You know, I don't think it is. I I get that, like, people feel like they have to. But if we all just agreed that we didn't have to, then that would mm. also be fine. Like, what if we just didn't, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it was a little, it was low-key traumatizing for me Had to get this. Had you ever done, so, like, I mean, had you ever, like, gone, what, what was Nothing. your, like, sort of beauty, like, I, 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 I mean, I imagine, like, you, when you're on the news, you're doing a lot more, you know, things that you have to, like, like, when I used to be um, a performer, like, dancer, I had to, like, have my nails done, all these things, and now, like, my, my natural self, I, like, don't ever have any of that stuff done. But were no, you already yeah. in a routine of like sort of picking up all these habits or it was just really like out of nowhere? I was mostly in just a makeup routine of like, yeah, just put, you know, have a makeup artist, put makeup on you, but no, like nothing really intense. Um, you know, get a By the way, facial also once so in a well while. For people who don't know you that because you <laughs> right now look so young that it's like, I know that's like not just the point of Botox, but like. 
to imagine like before when you need I'm like there's no way you needed Botox like ever no no well look I have a I have a very I have a very expressive forehead it moves a lot and I have like five or six wrinkles that sort of just like you know rise up and that's that that is I have like crazy eyebrows that make crazy movements like they that they're very expressive I have a fucking expressive face I do stand-up <laughs> comedy and I feel like that's part of my thing that's great <laughs> but I was like, you know, maybe a little bit of something to like lessen the lines on the forehead uh -huh. would be good. And of course, I go into this place and it is like I've never been in a beauty spa, which I don't know why they call it a spa. Number one. <laughs> right. Like it like no one's getting a massage. You're getting like, you know, in, again, injected at all. It's not relaxing. There's like cucumber water and you see like all these ladies in like chemical peels and they're all just like like one lady just like totally swollen and just like looking at me like and then you just it was very like ghost of Christmas oh future. God. It's like um uh well I'm only referring to the movie version of like like uh those heroin houses because I'm like I'm sure no, it's not exactly really all what like it was. that. But yeah, like the movie, you know, in the movie, it's like an really opium extreme. den. You, you walk in and there's like needles and there's people in the corner yeah, like tripping. Like, uh, just get some. <laughs> it's just a few units. Oh my God. <laughs> Do the peel, man. That's exactly <laughs> what. <laughs> no, but it, oh but it was very, okay. So, but it was very clean. Obviously it was love, you know, it was very nice. And all the women at the front desk looked like, you know, just like taut Barbie faced. <sighs> women and they were like I was like so you know I'm very I've got fairly masculine energy so I was very like up? like hey <laughs> what um like so like how often do you do this you know and I'm just trying to be cool and what but I'm like secretly really fucking scared uh-huh and the lady's like well when my husband can tell that I'm mad I know I need to get another round oh my it's god like, honey that sounds like you've got bigger problems than yeah, lines on your wow. face holy she shit so anyway and I also didn't know I got so I think it was I forgot how much it was but it was 30 units okay I have like literally no reference okay to you've never done Botox no but I have friends who do it so I should know I you know this is why I realized I should have like learned more about it and this is what because I'm like I it's not even a thing where I think that it's good that I don't do it like I'm not opposed to it I no, but you need to be the budget I just don't have the budget yeah. totally it's expensive it's expensive and you definitely need to be educated it's a little bit like I don't I mean it's good that I don't do coke but I also wouldn't know <laughs> how much to do if I ever did <laughs> I still feel I mean. that way when I go to dispensaries and I've gotten medical um marijuana we, before. way yeah. before it was like now it's like legal everywhere but like well not everywhere but in California we live in California recording in California FYI yeah <laughs> New York is gonna be legal but like um every time I go in I'm still like they're like what do you want to look at I'm like oh that one and the, how much the just about this much and I like just be like how about uh enough for me to smoke every few days and they're like what are you talking about yeah exactly <laughs> I'm like I have no idea like you're like how I much wanna, is what <laughs> I want to not think about my career for an hour but I also don't want to be too paranoid that I only think about my career for the next five hours as I'm coming down off of this high like what is that how many grams is that how many grams is I feel creative without feeling sad um yeah it's hard it's hard to know same with Botox 30 mm. units by the way is a lot of units oh man it's a lot and this woman was like she comes so do they you just picked it or did they like do you bring reference photos or you're like here's what no i, I don't know I they're just, just like all right let's do it 
I just went, and so this woman oh, takes me into the back room, and and she was she was just like, she had a thick Russian accent, and she was you know like we're going to do it across you know across forehead and then down a little, and I was like okay I guess I don't know should we do it all and she like didn't even consult on how many oh. units I should or shouldn't have it was just like now nah, we're gonna throw thirty in your fucking forehead. Oh. Does it hurt? It did not hurt that much at all oh, the gosh. shots. But fucking and I and so I left and I was like, oh, this is fine. I feel totally fine. Like, I mean, I was really, really scared going in there. I was everyone in the place kind of scared me. The lady who put him in my forehead scared me. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is good. And I started walking. And then as I walk, I left the place. I could feel my forehead begin to freeze <gasps> completely, completely. And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. And so. I'm not even joking for six months for six months my forehead would not budge it wouldn't move my eyebrows were like I looked like Nicolas Cage you know just like crazy high eyebrows and then nothing was moving here it Wait, so very... like wherever you are when it gets injected is where it gets stuck so if your eyebrows are raised they get stuck raised is that the how that problem works? is is that it actually raises your eyebrows and a lot of people oh. like the way that looks because they they want like a little lip like a little arch oh. it gives you an arch gotcha because they'll like anyway and and it was so funny because I was doing I had to go and do a shoot I went to Mexico of all places I went to um, Guerrero which is a a place where there was uh, 30 students who were killed and disappeared by the, or disappeared and most likely killed by the Mexican government. And it was like this really serious story. And I went with one of these producers and he was like, there's something different about your face. And or like, you look different. And I was like, oh, I got a haircut. I don't know. Oh, uh, nothing's different. And so all I'm saying is sometimes we make mistakes about beauty and especially and I, I like it took me forever and I got so mad I went back I was like please can you undo this can take, you, it like, take it out take it out they were like no we can't we could try to mis like get put oh like an God. um I don't know some sort of light situation that like loosens up wow. the forehead but it was like I felt like um like a superhero that could use their head to like block you know like like oh my God. like bing 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 that's you know so like funny. it was like that's how hard it was where was your friend in all this you didn't go together we did not go together. She had already gotten hers. And I think she was just... From the same place? Like, where they just... Same place. I think she, she was just more comfortable with getting... It, mm. Maybe it wasn't her first time getting Botox. Or maybe she was smart enough to be like, I just want a few units. Or she, like, at least Googled it. My ass was like, I don't know. Um, and or she's just used to not being, like, as crazy and expressive and weird and going, like, bee, 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 and making, like, funny faces like we do in stand-up. Mm. Um, but so I found like, it. So, like, you're, like, talking about this serious stor uh, story with the kids and they're, like, why does she look like she has no emotions? Exactly. Her eyes are not moving whatsoever. She's not consternated. Like, I am so sad at this. But now, then you see it everywhere. Once you get it and you can you see know. like what Botox face looks like, you kind of notice it everywhere. Because it must you be notice all over LA, I feel like. Yeah, it's just a bunch of, you know, dead-eyed uh, oh, dreamers who are just like... Dead-eyed dreamers. Who are just like, you know, I have no emotion, but everything down here is funny. Everything that I'm saying from my nose below is hilarious. But my nose up. Like I was watching Ellen today. And I'm like, oh yeah, this woman has a hella Botox. And... and Look, here's what I've learned. You can get good jobs. Someone mm. can do it right on your face. 
but there is a wrong way and i learned the hard way that oh, that, that was wrong that 30 oh. unit it's more like 12 10 oh, five yeah, i was gonna ask what the standard i mean i'm sure there's no standard standard but like at the time for you what would have been better but that's a lot this was like, wow this was like six years ago so i'm 38 i'm no i'm 37 i'm gonna Damn, be 38 i so always young. I'm 37. I'm yeah. Like, I mean, I know, I know that. Uh, <laughs> I know that you're oh, not I 20, but I'm like, if you were like, I'm 23, I'd be like, ah, right, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should, I really should lie. It's and it's funny. Lie. The worst part about my age is that the internet was very curious about it. Like people Google my Francesca Fiorentini age all the time. There's an Italian voiceover actress who's 52 or something, so that always pops up. And then there's a bunch of like, I don't know. There's all these like algorithmic bios that are say you're 52 i mean that would oh i should be say like, i'm like look i'm i'm 65 that'd be such well, a flex <laughs> well because people people are always like oh my god you look so good for your age because they'll look it up and be like 52 wow you look so good and i'm like thank you <laughs> and also no damn that's so funny um, i mean i feel like everything blends in well especially we're talking about like la and like everything to me from 20s on and probably this is not good for the 22 year olds but honestly from 22 to like 38 i'm like you're in the, maybe this is because like i'm like as an actor i'm like what you're do right you get sent middle. out for yeah so i'm like i'll uh i'll just assume you're all kind of like me but then when i think about 19 year olds and how little they know about the world i'm like okay you're in a different category like you don't fit in with the 20 year olds but i don't also know also the it's, fact that like 30 year old women consistently play like 16 17 year olds yeah that could be it too well that, the other thing with like i don't uh I, I mean i without giving away anybody i know specifically who gets botox but not that they're ashamed but i when i first moved here i found you know a lot more people i knew in entertainment were open about it as girls talking and i was silly enough to have thought that like oh everyone just gets really hot when they move to la like i, I thought that <laughs> and they were hot before but like there's a there's a glow up like of like you see your friends move from the east coast to LA and you're like whoa they glowed up and then I found out like oh no that's Botox like it's yeah. like they, they turn 30 or whatever and then all of a sudden you're like whoa they like the the sunshine is really doing them wonders because their, their face looks like it's just different it's like they were hot before but I it's like, like they it's passed some... a wall and they got younger yeah. <laughs> and it's like just Botox <laughs> Yeah, it could be that. I don't think it looks that good. Once again, I think if we all just normalize the fact that when people talk, you get lines on your forehead because literally your face is moving and you're expressing yourself, then we all just we could just drop it and not do it. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again. I have not done it since, and I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again. If Probably if a job was like, yo, you got to take care of the lines on your forehead, I would be like, fuck you, but also yeah, I need the money. you makeup artist, yeah. I... exactly or give me a better makeup artist but yeah it's i think there are i feel like uh like other treatments might be more worth it but once again it's all money and it's just so much and like it's so funny how you know we like kim kardashian and the kardashians got really big when i was out of the country and i came back and all of a sudden it was like oh okay here we are we're gonna now it's uh surgeries are in and this is what we do and like I think they get heralded as like, oh, they established their own like beauty brands. Oh my God, they've done so well. And like between Kylie being a billionaire and Kim doing this and that. And you're like, yeah, they also like established like Barbie was one thing. The Kardashians are this whole other yeah. fucking new prototype for like 
patriarchal, sexist under like yeah, body they created imagery. Their own, like they are the models to can just continue selling products off of themselves. That is wild that they who was was it Kylie or Kendall so, what, who was listed as like a self-made billionaire? I'm like self-made. Yes. What the fuck does that mean? Like you're literally from the wealthiest family yeah. in America. We could name all of your surgeons, girl. We know like yeah. they made you. They made your face. It's um, wild because surgery was so looked down on in South Korea from America. Like I remember. I mean, it's still big there, but like I remember the way like my American friends would talk about. Um, and I personally just like because I'm so insecure I'm like I try to stay away from all that stuff in general but like no you know no shade of someone's confident wants to spend money on that but like in South Korea they were you know giving it was to the point where people were um getting them as graduation gifts and everyone yes. was starting to pick the same nose the same face where people started literally looking the same and I remember people in America kind of like making that punchline I'm like well where how come it's different <laughs> like literally everyone's trying to look at the Kardashians I don't know. No, it's def- it's become much more normalized here. But yeah, no, I remember South Korea is one of the biggest places for mm-hmm. sur- like for um, cosmetic surgery. Um, down in down in Argentina and and Brazil, where I used to live, oh, yeah. you know, in Buenos Aires, they like. I mean, it's like it's like ten thousand to get a good boob job. Like not even that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You could like you could do it. You could. You know, there are people that do like vacation packages. Well, they'll go and they're like, yeah, so I went to Iguazu Falls and I went to Mendoza and I went to like, you know, Patagonia and I went to Rio. Then I got my nose done and then I went backpacking and like and then I got my boobs on um, because it's so cheap down there. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it's it is uh, again, I'm a little bit like the dumb the dumb optimist in me is like why don't we just all not and then we don't have to no more okay (laughs) i feel like why don't we just i feel more like i used to really want boobs and then i was um and then i was like kind of taught by the anti-magazine you know whatever standards to be like don't do any plastic surgery and then i've come back around to be like you as an adult like i'm now in my 30s so it's like as a in your 30s do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're also prioritizing other things that are valuable to you like your relationships and work ethic and stuff but i do think it's different as a teenager because it can be very harmful but i think as an adult i'm like go for it because i especially having like more friends who uh, I mean, it's in a totally different way, but, like, I, I had heart surgery when I was a baby, and, like, oh, so wow. now I have friends who, like, have the same scar, and, like, we're, like, in a little Facebook group, and there's a lot of, like, confidence in taking ownership of wanting to make your body look like what you want it to, and also just liking what you already have, so it's, like, whichever way you go, I support, and I think, um, to me, like, I don't shame anyone who gets plastic surgery if they have a balance of other things because sure it's also like yeah it's also on a totally in a different way it's like i have trans friends who work all their life to finally get in the body they feel the yeah. most themselves in, and i'm like that is way more i like you know to me i'm like i feel like that's something that's so beautiful but then it's also not fair for me to shame someone if they have a true emotional feeling of like oh i really want this thing and you know i have yeah. these values and i've worked hard and but I do think as a teenager, it gets dicey because it's like, how do you really know who you How are? do you? I mean, that's the thing. I think it's like. And, I, and to be clear, I'm talking about boobs in that situation, not trans people. Boobs. Yeah, no, Sorry. no, no. I, yeah, I mean, like that's... as a teenager, if you're just going for beauty magazine standards, like I would hold off, you know, let your body <laughs> figure it out. But I, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, boobs I've, can come in come late is what we're saying. They can come in yeah. a little later. But yeah, it's, it's definitely. Um, like 
there if you are just happier with your body that way that's great the problem is is like what's the balance between this is a social pressure situation and this is i just need i'm gonna do this the social pressure is so much that when i do this i'm gonna feel like 10 times better which i'm like live that truth if that's if you know it's sad maybe that it has to be that way but if you feel better about yourself that way go get it like um yeah i see what you mean and it's, about, you it's so money. hard it's so hard to find that balance because we're so overwhelmed with the images that it's like it's yeah when i bring up um like trans identity i don't mean to compare them oh because they're so different like one is a you know aesthetic beauty standard and one is like who you are at your core but it did help me see like this line I was drawing like in a sense like this binary line I was drawing of like oh any work done equals like like inferior because like you don't like yourself and then coming around to like you know what it's kind of a conversation and I feel like we're we still have a lot of corrective stuff to do when it comes to like not good beauty standards but no, I yeah, no longer it, look down on all, like, I don't blanketly discourage all work being done, you know? Sure. No, sure. I think for me, it's more like, you know, it feels a little political almost, you know, mm. just personally where I'm like, I'm like, this is a lot of money. Yeah. Also, I, I rail against patriarchy, yeah, beauty standards. Yeah, like men aren't doing this shit, are they? The fact that men, many men do not do this stuff. Um, And like, then I'm going to turn around and sort of like... I don't know. I feel like we got to embrace the uh, the op- move the opposite way, you know? Yeah. And I think aging as women is like <laughs> this is kind of like a fuck you to the system <laughs> to like age and just be you and like, you know, make, you know, g- get some nice beauty products, whatever you want to do, you know, get that anti-wrinkle cream, get what you need to do to feel good, get your facials, etc. But like I don't know. I'm going to rage against this idea that we can't age with with beauty and grace. Now I certainly feel super old talking about this, but No, I love that. I mean, I've never even I think that's my naivete coming out in that like I've been sh- sheltered in comedy of being able to hide behind comedy, but like I think as an actress in LA, yeah. like, you do start to feel and I my joke about getting older when I really don't have to worry about it yet. Like even in my 20s I was joking about it because uh, you hear it, but it, it's kind of a self-defense thing because in comedy, we do accept more, you know, everybody of all different ages because it's like more about if you're funny or not. So I feel like there's a part of me that's like, oh, is there a part I'm not looking at it being afraid to age because I never really felt that insecurity, but I joke about being older as a way to like diffuse anybody who actually thinks I'm old, if that makes sense. And it's like, hmm, maybe I need to examine that. Like maybe maybe a part of me is like afraid to not be accepted now that I'm not like young in my 20s or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, likewise for you, if you're like, if you said you were 22, I'd be like, word, word, word. Um, There's a feeling like it's weird when I think back about being 22, because it's not about the look, you know, it's truly like how I felt at 22 was like, there was a feeling of like, and I don't know, because I was in New York, I don't know if it's like this in LA, but there was a feeling of like, wanting to be seen older, but also enjoying how people reacted when they found out how young you were. Like, not really realizing that they were reacting that way, maybe for the wrong reasons, like, especially when it comes to men, you know, like in my head, I was like, oh, they think I'm so smart for my age. And now I'm like, oh, no, they just heard you're young and 
think that's hot. And I'm like, ah, no. Like now knowing that I'm like, well, I don't, I don't want to be that. I want to be an old person who knows how to get around. Oh yeah. I was in New York at that age too. Except I was, I was very much, I was in like a crazy activist community. You're not crazy, Mm -hmm. but um, you know, someone who's on the left and done a lot of organizing and had been organizing spaces like, um, it was a, it was very different. Like don't even pay. I remember Mm. one of, one of the best things was I was like, getting ready to go out dancing on a Thursday or some shit at this great club I used to go to in New York. And uh, some activist friends walked in on me as I was like singing to Britney Spears in the mirror. And I was like, oh God, I just got to drown myself because uh, my activist worlds and my like wanting to go dance worlds are like colliding here. I'm not, you know, I have to be like a fucking hard ass anarchist, like revolutionary or whatever. I do. I really do. And revolutionaries can dance to toxic any day. They and so they should, choose. right? Because the idea of ch- making change is to make global change. And I think we need the like extremists, not extremists in a negative way, but we need people who are like, this is my entire life. I'll, I don't party or whatever, if that's what they want. But also like, it's good to have you know, a balance. Like no, it's never good to not party. That's the thing. Yeah. I think the multi, you're exactly right about multitudes. It's like people need to just relax. My other confession was maybe going to be about how hard it is to be on the left um, because of how the standards that people hold mm-hmm. you to speak of beauty standards is one thing generally in Hollywood. And then just like political standards and like personal standards of like, you yeah. should look sound talk, be this way. Um, it's hard. Yeah. So, um that happens anyhow. on all sides but i think what's difficult about the left maybe what you're getting at, i'm not i'm not as a uh, public as you in terms of like in the news world but is that there's an expectation that the left is accepting so then when you feel it it's almost like more constricting because it's not like bold like for a fox news anchor to like break out of the pantyhose it's like oh bravery but for a leftist to be like actually i want to join a sorority and just like sing karaoke it's like what's wrong with you your priorities aren't in the right place <laughs> yeah. it's like what because i want friends and to have fun isn't that what we're working for for everyone to have that like that's the point that's so right? true <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. When you said join a sorority, I was like, Ugh, immediately. But you're right. I was in one. It's... But I was like that kind of, I was very much figuring. I mean, I was not out in college. So I was like all over trying to figure out my identity. And I compartmentalized everything. I was like very much sorority girl. And then I danced on a hip hop crew. And all parts of my life were like segmented. And I had different groups of friends. But it's a, but, but yeah. And at the end of the day, kind of like the bridesmaids thing where I was like resistant to that because I thought it was patriarchal or I thought it was too traditional. Sororities are just to get you friends. It is just having a built in friend group at a really hard time in your life when you're like going to college or you're like going to a new place. And it's like, oh, cool. I have a crew. Hell yeah. Most people don't have that. So it's like, you know, yeah, my, no, there's t- t- a lot of shitty things about how sororities used to be. I, I don't, I'm not, I don't defend that, that at all. But I do think you're right. It's not blanket bad. And I've been yeah. seeing more. I don't know if this is true for all colleges because I definitely am on queer TikTok, but I've definitely, been see- and I, because I was a sorority, <laughs> I think they market to me, but I definitely have seen more like TikTokers uh, in that space who are like sororities, girls who also accept their like, not accept because that sounds like they're tolerating, but literally like a group of sorority girls. And then it's like when, you know, the, the non-binary sister walks in or whatever. And it's like, ah, oh, when I walk in the club. So it's like, it, it feels very different now. And I don't know if that's just what I'm seeing because <laughs> it's marketed towards me. But I do feel right. like there's so much room for evolution within those like 
traditionally hetero um sort of like yeah homogenous spaces and i i think it's these zoomers it's, yeah yeah these i mean speaking of tiktok and the zoomers like i mean they're gonna they they're reshaping shit in a good way i i think and hope um so mm -hmm. yeah exactly whether it is the institution of marriage or the institution of a uh, fucking sorority um <laughs> but yeah exactly you should yes just having being able to live with contradictions and like not really getting down on yourself um that being said yes uh botox was a mistake for me and uh, we'll see <laughs> if i if i come back around i also feel like people do it when they're like 20 and you're like you don't need that and then then you look like you have botox face for the rest of your life i wonder if it's like a thing where if you start before you need it then it's a compliment because then people are like you don't need it but then if you start when you're like about to need it then it's like mm, okay so it's like if you know you're gonna do it people because i feel like it's such a la thing to be like why is everyone doing this at 20. it's like well because then they can just stay 20 and never they've have been to told <laughs> they've been told that it stops the aging process earlier and it's better but to be honest you have i see these chicks man and they just they look like they have surgery face at, and you're like they look older because here's the thing it's like um it's God, I, I, what is the what's the analogy? But it's essentially when you start behaving like a woman mm. who's in her forties, but at the age of twenty, i.e., if you start getting Botox at the age of twenty, yeah, which is generally like a forty-year-old thing to do. Someone who's got a little bit more money, someone who does mm. feel like they're aging, they want to do a little nip tuck with the neck or the face or the whatevs, like, then you're immediately starting to look old. It's dressing for the role you want, or whatever they call that. Another idiom I said wrong, but uh, dress for the job you want, but like the opposite yeah. way, where it's like exactly you, didn't, you were in a good job. Why are you dressing right. for this other job? Right. I realize I'm being judgmental as shit about all that, and there is nothing old about forty. But I am just I am no. It's no based one, on it your your on own anyone. experience. That sounded very traumatic, and it wasn't something that was right for you. And I think it's healthy <laughs> to share that, especially for anyone who maybe feels like they want to do it for the wrong reasons. You know, like if someone wants to You're do it because they feel Teresa. pressured, it's good that they hear this yes. story. Don't do it if you don't want to yes. do it. Yes, I am a cautionary tale. Your entire forehead will freeze <laughs> up on you, and you won't be able. To you think you're being sad and mad, but you your face oh is saying, God. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with everything. I it's can't believe on. that people don't want them to know when they're mad. I get annoyed when people laugh when I'm mad. I'm like, I'm not yelling at you just because I said a funny joke. That's my coping mechanism. Like, I'm still mad. <laughs> like, stop laughing. I'll, like, throw in jokes when I'm, like, fighting with my boyfriend sometimes. I mean, we don't fight a lot, but, like, it's when I'm communicating. That's really funny. I should call it. When I'm communicating my upset feelings, because that's how I process is like, I need to like process my feelings through humor. And then you're like, crushing it even when you're angry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to bit, my okay? information. <laughs> uh, oh my God. This is so I fun. Um, do you have time for a quick game? I know we were. Yeah. Okay. Let's It'll do be it. Quick. Um, I know you host a podcast called The Bituation Room, um, which is a news a news comedy how would you describe was it news comedy yeah. it's mostly news but you're funny is how i would say right? yeah it's like yeah. a it's a going throughout through the news some some deep political analysis at times and uh with jokes and well comedians. research and uh with your personality and, and humor and so this has nothing to do with that but i base it off of the habituation title it's called bitch fix or nicks which is uh, loosely kind of like a fuck, Mary kill, but not. So this is because, okay, I tried to customize the game and I realized I'm like, this might not really be custom except for in the name. 
It's called Bitch Fix or Nix. And because you just got engaged and you um, are an expert on partnerships, uh, both in the workplace and in your emotional, you know, personal life. Um, and I, you know, a lot of the listeners may not be in that position. This, I'm going to list some things that are mm-hmm. like um, relationship based and it's like if you were on, it doesn't, not specifically your relationship, but like, let's say someone listening, like if you're on a date or whatever, and you find this out about your partner, like, is it something you would like bitch about, but like, you know, put up with uh, or fix like, okay, I need to, they need to change for me to stay in it or Nick's yeah. deal breaker. Oh, I love sense? it. I love it. This is great. Okay. It's kind of just loose fun. It's really, so it's uh, like- really for the name. <laughs> I just work backwards from the name. Oh, I think it's a great name. And it and it actually works, though. Yeah. Well, so, we'll see. Let's play and yeah, I'll, I'll we'll be the yeah. judge. Okay, so the first one, okay, you know, you met this person you really like, um, but you go back to the place. You hate their sheets. Okay, so, like, uh, you know, bitch fix or nicks. Is this something that you're like, Meh. deal breaker? Like, they, um, let's say it's, like, you know, traditional. Like, it's like you're an adult, but, you know. Like some 99 cent store shit where so it's, like, this. Like, Let's say where it's not just not stylish, but let's say, like, you know, this is, like, the kind of, like, oh, they're, like, navy blue from college that haven't changed it or some shit like that. Ooh, navy blue. Hating on navy blue. Yeah, no, navy. Well, yeah. I don't know about, yeah. I say navy blue because that's, like, the generic one they always sell at for college students. But you know what I mean? Like, though they, they're still they still living off of the this free set they got or whatever from the Sure, 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 sure. I love the were. ones where I was just, I, I remember got, I got some crappy sheets at the a 99 cent store and it was like oh these are gonna light on fire by themselves like these are these are bad um i think that's a very much a, a bitch situation i don't even think that's a fix or a nick definitely not nicks the relationship mm-hmm. probably not fix it especially not right away mm. it depends on how scratchy it is and how just how <laughs> bad it is but either yeah i would just bitch about it and then slowly but surely um yeah be like wow look at this sale on these amazing like egyptian cotton sheets they're so soft (laughs) Um, so it's like a bitch now maybe fix later exactly bitch now fix later yeah so the fix i think let's let's clarify let's say fix you can like bring it up with them so that's like long term if you're like in a relationship is this something that like you would want to change sure okay now if they if it's an air mattress if you go home to an air mattress (laughs) which i have done i have done that and i did sleep with this person and I don't think I should have. I think I should have just said, and this is what I'm saying. If anyone's out there, you go <laughs> home, you're horny for this person, and they've got an air mattress, just leave. Just, leave. just go yeah, home. Just well. go home, rub it out, or whatevs. And, I uh, truly, I couldn't agree more, not in a shallow way, but because I literally slept over at a guy's place that had a yoga mat for a bed, and no. I used to do a joke about it, but like we did date after that, and it didn't end well. And it's like, nobody, of course it didn't end well. Nobody st- starts that way, not because... You know, not because they, you know, I have any any shade against anyone who doesn't have the means, but they're obviously not in a place to take care of themselves, so they're not ready for a relationship. That's, I'll just exactly. leave that there. Exactly. They are probably capable of growing at some point, just not at that time of their life. 100. Okay. Um, you can't agree on the temperature set to their mustache. So this is probably more like you're moving in with someone. Oh, is this God. something you, you know, compromise on, or do you have to work it out? This is currently my situation because I think that, you know, these Angelinos have such thin skin and they always keep the heat up to like, it's got to be like 74 or 75. Oh, and you're like, Jesus, no, it's a, it's a, it's a 69, 70 situation. <laughs> in my opinion, always 60, 69, obviously nice. And yeah, no, I, I would, 69. 
Yeah, keep it at 69. This is a compromise. You got to fix this. You got to decide what kind of household you're going to be. Are you going to be a I'm going to unnecessarily jack up the heat bill household? <laughs> or are you going to be a there I know couples that like get along on their stinginess on and like I'm just going to mm. be cold and put a jacket on. I say for me, you got to fix it and yes, you should be you should wear a sweatshirt inside. But no, you shouldn't have to feel like you need a jacket inside. Okay, a light sweatshirt, fair. not a jacket. Yeah, you shouldn't have to take off a jacket to go outside. Like, it definitely shouldn't be colder <laughs> inside than outside. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so your partner's friend is problematic. So let's not say best friend. Let's say, like, it's a friend in their group, maybe, like, someone who's around sometimes. Like, do you bring it up? Bitch, fix, or nix? It depends on how, 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 what they did, how close you are in your relationship. Um... And if they're willing to bring it up to them, I think you mm. fix it. You let you let your partner bring up to their problematic friend what the fuck is going on. I think I had a similar situation to this. And I was in it. I was like in the relationship and it wasn't it was they weren't that close, but he was he was like a predator basically. Oh wow. And I think, you know, you need to have someone who's gonna actually stand up to their friend and tell them what they're doing is not okay and that they see them and they're, they're like, you need to fucking cut it out. Um, yeah, I think that's not be a creep. Well yeah, because it's like if you wouldn't, it's hard. this was a hard one for me too because I'm like sometimes you're like, it's different when you're, I guess, being getting married because then you really are one person. But when you, or in the sense of like you your friend groups. One. I mean, you're like yeah. living together and all that, but like, yeah, if it's someone I wouldn't be friends with myself or I would cut a friendship off, but then I'm like hanging out with someone I used to be more like, oh, I'll excuse that. Like they, I'm sure they have their reasons. And now it's as a <laughs> moving into my mature years, I'm like, why? I, if they want to be friends with them, I need to know why. Like, cause sure. it's like, is it a value-based thing or are they just, you know, if there's a good reason, then okay, I respect that. But if it's just cause they don't want to end a thing, it's like, hmm. Yeah, I think that also like, you know, it's it's a hard one because I think if you but if you communicate that you're not feeling safe or comfortable around this person and they care about you and you're like, cool, I don't want them over at the house. That's just a negotiation. Mm. I think most partners might be like that. That makes sense. You don't feel comfortable. And then, yeah, I don't know, either getting them to bring it up with them or getting them to slowly like peel themselves out of that relationship or like not invite that person around. Um, but if they, but like there's telltale signs, if they're going to be sticking up for them, if they're yeah. like, but, 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 then you have yeah. to start to like, then your, your mind starts to go, okay, well, uh -huh. maybe I, maybe the relationship and this person is not as trustworthy, worthy as I thought. Yeah. That's, that's hard, man. That's hard. Yeah. It's a conversation, but there's red flags. Uh, okay. I have two more. They follow a lot of Instagram models. Let's say like, maybe like overly exhibitive. Like, nothing wrong with that in a shameful way, but I'm just like, if, let's say they're, like, you know, single days, but then continue to do it. Is this something that's like, hmm, do you bring it up? Or are you just like, that's just how they are? Oh, I'm, like, I'm the worst at this. I think I, like, it's so funny. This this feels like the least, well, other than the sheets, this is not that big of a deal. But in my mind, I'd be like, ew, why do you need to do that? Why are you following <laughs> this person? Gross. What am I not giving you? Uh, why don't you follow me and uh, I'll be your Instagram model. Why don't you take hot pictures of me? Anyway, I would be basically be like, yeah, no, this is a major problem. This is a major problem. Uh -huh, uh -huh. We need to talk about this. I don't like that. No, I'm, I'm very much a, but maybe that's just me and uh, how demanding I am in a relationship. Um, 
Like I, mean, I you can look at what porn. You want if you don't ask for it, so that's good to ask for it. Yeah, I mean, look, if you need to, obviously, you can look at porn. That's not even a big deal. But like, following a bunch of Instagram, that just shit. That shit is just corny. That just feels corny <laughs> to me. I love it. <laughs> love it. Okay, I love the hard stance. Okay, here's the final one. Um, bitch fix or nicks? They never say I love you, but show it in other ways. So let's say like uh, show it what in other ways. So oh, let's say like. You know, we don't know why, but maybe it's not their, their their habit or they weren't raised that way. So it's not that they don't, but, like, it's really, like, they don't say it. Is this yeah. something you're, like, you just put up with or do you bring it up or it's, like, mm, it's not going to work? No, that's a Nick's situation for me. That's another Nick's. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to – they got to I, – I used to date someone who was, like – you know, well, he like had this whole explanation about like, well, why? Like, you know, people say that they love one another, but like they don't really show it. And like, isn't it more important to show it? And like, you know, I don't, don't just want to throw it around. And like, it's more than a word. And like, I, as a young, I was like in my early twenties, I was like, yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Oh my God. I'm like not being gaslit at all. Like it's totally just uh, like, that's, it, some it, grooming a shit that's like, uh, yeah. The lady doth protest too much here. Like. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like, well, babe, I think what you mean to say is, and no, 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 no. Someone should say that they love you for sure. I don't know about what the time frame is on that, mm. but I'm a, I'll put a, I'll put a ten months to a year. It, no, I'll put a six to ten months on the I yeah, love yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, I think I've, I, yeah, this is this is something I've learned throughout the through the hard way, but. I think that it's something that if you need, you ask for it. And like, I would maybe fix if there's a deeper reason to it, but definitely not bitch. Like I wouldn't just be like, well, that's how they are. And I'm just going to feel not enough forever. (laughs) And yeah, no, you can't fix that. I also feel like it has to either be an in or out. Yes or no. And because, you know, actually the English language is so limited. Like in, in Spanish, they say, like, te quiero o te amo. And, like, te quiero is, like, I love you. Like, a, mm, love ya. Mm. It's, like, a love ya. And then te amo is, like, I'm in love with you. I love you. I like that. And we need more of that. We need, like, two words, two different phrases. It is, like, love ya and I love you or I'm in love with you. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. I like that. Okay, I'm going to switch my fix to Nick's. Okay, you've inspired <laughs> me with your energy. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing your story and um, and for playing this game. I feel like I've thank learned you. a lot more about you. And where can our followers, listeners, find your stuff if they want to check out your comedy, your podcast, all of that? Anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah. Now. Just listen listen to the Bituation Room podcast uh, wherever your podcasts or watch it live on YouTube at Franny Fio is my handle. Franny Fio for everything. Follow me on all the places um, especially if you're an Instagram model, uh, you know, then we can talk about your Botox routine <laughs> and it. be great. Yeah. Follow Franny and Franny at Franny Fio and follow this podcast at tell me anything pod and follow me at Teresa Lee bot on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to you can tell me anything. You can tell me anything is a podcast on the hoo ha ha podcast network. It is hosted and created by Teresa Lee. Produced by Ashley McAtee, Audrey Pavar, Maggie Ruth Austin, Kari Asad, Ryan Middledorf. The theme song was written and performed by Cody Johnston, and the outro was written and performed by Shipwreck Sailor. And that's it. Thank you so much. You can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod, and you can write with comments, questions, or just compliments to tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com.